Hey, good evening, everybody. It is December, what is it? December 8th, 2022. And it's not the favorite time of our week because that's Mondays with Bev and Paul, but this is pretty close because uh, my name is Paul. Oh, good evening, everyone. My name is Bev. And we have our special guest today to talk about menstrual cramps, our one and our only, Paula Taylor. Paula Woo Taylor, yay. <laughs> the, the sparks in the back, fire. Paula. You know, <laughs> Paula's back from the dead. She's had operations <laughs> and things taken out of her and moved around, but uh, she's raring to go today, and she's going to talk to us about menstrual cramps which I just spelt wrong, I found out up there, but that's all right, we can change that. Because you don't have menstrual cramps. <laughs> yeah, so right, that's, that's right. <laughs> all right, we're just going to let Paula take off. If you have any questions for Paula during the uh, conversation, just post them in the comment section. Uh, also, you can download the workbook. Uh, we're going to teach the BioTouch points. After that, you can go to justtouch.com forward slash workbook. And uh, we'll come back after uh, Paula gives her little talk. So take it away, Paula. Thanks, Paula and Bev. Hi, my name is Paula Taylor. And I'll just give you a quick background. Um, I've got a bachelor's degree in music and psychology. I've been a massage therapist and Reiki practitioner since 2003. I've also worked in the medical field uh, since 2006, first as an ultrasound technologist, and now I work as a patient navigator for breast imaging. And I also see people one-on-one -on -one for emotional and spiritual coaching. And so out of all of that, you might have heard that and been like, why are you talking about menstrual cramps? And this is, a, this is a highly personal and passionate subject for me, women's reproductive health. I have a personal history of infertility and recurrent pregnancy loss. I've had something like 12 miscarriages. And as Paul just mentioned, um, on that infertility journey, I was diagnosed with endometriosis. So I just had my third and hopefully final surgery for endometriosis, uh, where they took out about 21 areas of endometriosis. They took my uterus, they took almost seven inches of my sigmoid colon and my rectum. We're going to talk a little bit about endometriosis uh, in this, but going through this, I have had to become my own advocate, and we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. But let's kind of get into the topic before I get on my soapbox. I'll leave that a little bit for the end. So the first thing I'm going to I'm going to throw a truth a truth bomb down here, and I want you to just marinate in this, and we'll come back to this. But the truth is that menstrual cramps should not be severe. If you go to your doctor, you might not get that answer, but that is the truth. So just kind of let that marinate in your head for a little while. We're going to come back to that. I want to start with just a little bit of basic uterine anatomy and physiology. Why do we have menstrual cramps? What is the menstrual cycle? So the uterus, you can think of it, it's kind of shaped like a hot air balloon, the top of a hot air balloon. And, and it has these thick walls that are made of muscle. And then it has a cavity in the center that's surrounded by what we call endo, endometrial lining. So you have an endometrial cavity that's surrounded by this lining, and then you've got these thick muscular walls. So what happens when you're menstruating is that that lining actually sheds. What happens when you're pregnant is that that lining starts to thicken and it supports the beginning of pregnancy. So 
the reason, what part of the reason that that menstrual lining sheds is because the muscle walls of the uterus contract, just like they do during childbirth, to a lesser degree, we hope, for menstruation. So what happens is those muscular walls contract, and then that helps that lining kind of shed from the uterus. And what controls the severity of that contraction, because the contractions are what cause that sensation of cramps, are something called prostaglandins. And prostaglandins are, they're actually uh, lipid com compounds. They act like hormones. Sorry, my dog just decided to whine at the door. Let me just let him out. Okay. <laughs> so uh, prostaglandins are responsible for kind of a variety of processes in the body. They're responsible for controlling inflammation, for blood flow, for forming blood clots, and they're responsible for the severity of uterine contractions, as well as our sensitivity to pain. So what happens is that the level of prostaglandins that we secrete, as that goes up, our cramps get more severe. And there's a lot of different things that can kind of cause elevated prostaglandins. And we're gonna talk about the things that kind of can cause severe cramps. Um, and we'll talk about kind of how to treat that as well. So I wanna get into a little bit of what severe cramps are and what they can indicate. Because as women, a lot of times we've been told like, yep, you're a woman, it hurts. That's just how it is but cramps are not supposed to be severe. And, and what do I mean by severe? Because that's a really subjective word. So what I'd like to say is that cramps should not be interfering with your daily life. If you are having to call in sick to work or stay home from school, if you are having, like in my case, I was medicating with the highest dose of ibuprofen I could take, which is problematic in itself, we'll get to that, and I could still barely get out of bed. I couldn't stand up straight. I would sometimes have to stop and just bend over. That is a severe cramp. That is not normal. There is something going on under the surface of that that is causing that cramp to be that severe. And unfortunately, this is where we get into a little bit of that having to be your own advocate because sometimes when you see a provider, they're really not that well informed about this and they'll just tell you, you know, oh, take some drugs, use a heating pad and kind of send you on your way. So let's talk a little bit about some of these underlying conditions that cause severe cramps. And the other thing I wanna say we're gonna get into a little bit, I'm gonna get a little bit on a tangent because other types of pelvic pain are strongly linked to menstrual cramps. And, and everything in this part of the body is really literally tied together with muscles, with fascia, with, with ligaments. So it's really hard to separate some other types of pelvic pain from menstrual cramps and there are other causes of pelvic pain that actually make cramps worse. So when we're talking about cramps, but we're kind of talking about pelvic pain in general here. So some of the underlying conditions that can cause these severe cramps or this pain are things like fibroids in the uterus. So these are benign, they're not cancerous, but they're, they're tumors, they're growths of muscular tissue that can be found anywhere in the uterus, in the walls of the uterus, they can be in that cavity and they cause a lot of issues and one of them is pain. They can cause increased bleeding and fibro fibroids are treated in a variety of ways. Sometimes they can remove the fibroids. Sometimes they can cut off the blood supply to the fibroid. Sometimes if you've got a lot of fibroids that results in hysterectomy, um, but fibroids can be seen on ultrasound. So that's a good thing. 
that's something that can be fairly easily diagnosed. Most of the time they can be seen on ultrasound. So some of the other things that can cause severe cramps are uh, something called adenomyosis. So adenomyosis is when that uterine lining we just talked about, it actually starts to grow into those muscular walls of the uterus. It's extremely painful. It's most common in women, generally like in their 30s and above. Um, and unfortunately, the only way to really treat adenomyosis is with hysterectomies, with having the uterus actually removed. Sometimes adenomyosis can be seen on ultrasound or MRI. In my case, they said they thought I didn't have it when, when my uterus went to pathology. Oh, yep, there were fibroids and adenomyosis in there. And that's the other thing. These things can, can occur simultaneously. So like in my case, I had fibroids. I had adenomyosis, I had endometriosis, and, and I maybe have some hormonal imbalance, which we'll get into as well. So a lot of times these things don't exist in a vacuum, and that makes it even harder for providers to kind of isolate what's going on. So I mentioned endometriosis. Let's just briefly talk about what that is. Uh, we actually did a show on endometriosis last year, so you can go back and watch my presentation, get a lot of good information about endometriosis. But endometriosis is when that endometrial lining, those cells are actually found outside of the uterus. So in my case, they were found growing on my bladder. They were found growing on my ovary, on my fallopian tube, on my bowel. They actually grew through the layers of my bowel. That's called deep infiltrating endometriosis. It almost acts like a cancer. I have a friend who had surgery actually a week after me with the same surgeon she had endometriosis growing on her diaphragm and on her lungs. So, and we're kind of severe cases, that's not always the case, but endometriosis is extremely painful. It can be painful both before, during, and after your cycle. You could have cramps in the middle of your cycle. It, it's a really painful, pretty debilitating condition. And unfortunately, it's the least well understood and the least well treated. It's the average time to diagnosis for most people is seven years for endometriosis. So I always encourage people to check out Nancy's Nook. That's a Facebook page where you can learn a lot about endometriosis. If you see a provider and you think you have endometriosis and you feel like they're not listening to you or they're, they're kind of blowing you off, it's absolutely worth it to see a true endometriosis specialist. And, and they can be hard to find, but you can find them, um, you can find a good list of them on that Nancy's Nook page. And then um, severe cramps can also be linked to pelvic inflammatory disease or disorder. Um, that is an infection of the, um, of the actual pelvis. Sometimes it's a sexually transmitted disease uh, that causes infection. It's very painful and it also can actually lead to infertility. So that's something that your doctor can, can test for. That's something that's a little easier to diagnose and, and it can be treated usually with antibiotics. And then um, the last thing I'll mention is hormonal imbalance. So especially when you reach those perimenopause years, which can start anywhere from like early to mid 30s through, through menopause itself, so through whenever that happens, 50 and, and above, um, our hormones start to shift. Things start to change. And that can cause increased menstrual cramps. I cannot count the number of ultrasound patients I had coming in for a change in their bleeding or a change in their cramps. And a lot of times it's hormonal imbalance. And unfortunately, traditional doctors are, Western medicine is not very good at 
diagnosing hormonal imbalance. They'll just, they'll give you a test. The range is gigantic. So we'll talk a little bit about, about ways that you can get that treated. So let's talk a little bit about how to treat cramps. So we talked about severe cramps, but we're going to talk about how to treat any cramps. Even if your cramps aren't severe, they're uncomfortable, right? Your, your uterus, it's like your muscle is contracting. If, you, if I contract my bicep and I hold that for 10 minutes, my bicep's going to hurt. So, or if I do enough reps, right, my bicep's going to start to hurt. It's going to start to get sore. So any kind of cramps are, can be uncomfortable, and there's a lot of different ways you can treat them. And so if you go to your provider, the first thing they're going to tell you is probably to take an NSAID. And that is an anti-inflammatory drug. So things like Advil, which is ibuprofen, Motrin, which is ibuprofen, Aleve, aspirin, these are all drugs that, that decrease the inflammation in our bodies. And if you remember back at the beginning, I mentioned that the higher your prostaglandins are, the more pain you have, also the more inflammation you have because prostaglandins cause inflammation. That's why NSAIDs work so well to help with cramps. And in fact, your provider will often tell you to start, if you know your period's coming and you know you get cramps, you can even start taking those two to three days beforehand. And that will actually kind of keep the prostaglandins down a little bit to help with the cramps. The problem with NSAIDs is that they're extremely hard on the body. They're really hard on the kidneys. And I actually, I was just watching something the other day and this doctor was saying that if NSAIDs were new to the market now, they would probably not be approved for over-the-counter use by the, F the FDA because they're dangerous. So that was one of my concerns all of these years, 20 plus years, that was literally the only way I could function was to max out my doses of NSAIDs. So let's talk about some other things you can do in addition to that, or maybe even instead of that, that might help with cramps so that you're not putting your kidneys in jeopardy. And it's not like taking, you know, one or two doses of these. These are like people who take these over a series of years can sometimes end up with kidney problems later in life. So heat, um, it sounds like, you know, I kind of made a joke and the, the, your doctor's going to say, take Advil and, and use heat. And the reason they tell you that is because it works. Moist heat is great. Getting in a bath, using a heating pad. They also actually sell TENS units now. So these are units that actually give a little bit of an electrical pulse. And some people swear by those. They, they kind of interrupt the pain signal and they can help with cramps. Um, and let's talk a little bit about balancing hormones because I mentioned that. How do we balance hormones? If I go to my doctor and they can't help me, who might I see to, to kind of get some idea of are my hormones out of balance? What can I do? So um, acupuncturists are great with balancing hormones and especially Chinese herbalists. I was actually on a Chinese herbal medicine for quite a while that did help kind of decrease the severity of my cramps along with BioTouch, which we'll also talk about. Uh, naturopathic doctors, functional medicine doctors, these are the kind of providers that we might call alternative providers, but they do really well where Western medicine kind of falls a little bit short on it evaluating hormonal and imbalance and then treating that. Sometimes they use bioidentical hormones. Sometimes they use herbs. There's a lot of really well-known herbs that actually can help treat that hormonal imbalance that'll help bring those cramps back under control. And then uh, this one always makes me smile. So releasing endorphins. Endorphins are that those chemicals you get in your body when, like people talk about a runner's high, that's what endorphins are. So endorphins counteract the prostaglandins. They, they bring that inflammation back down. And so 
a couple of the great ways to release endorphins are exercise, which, you know, when you've got really bad cramps, the idea of exercise doesn't sound so great. And that's why I'm laughing. Then the other one is orgasm. And again, <laughs> you're in a lot of pain. The idea of, you know, having sex or, or masturbating for orgasm is not necessarily something that's in your mind, but that can actually help to uh, reduce the, the cramping. And then um, some dietary changes, some people have had success with, um, especially right up to and during the period, kind of reducing those inflammatory foods that you might be eating, dairy especially. Um, if you look at an endometriosis diet, a lot of times they'll tell you to eliminate dairy, like kind of leading up to and through your period. And then um, one thing that is fairly new to me is pelvic floor therapy it's something it's not new to me and that i know what it is and we actually did a show on that a couple of years ago but um pelvic floor therapy is one of those things that doctors don't necessarily know about it doesn't come into their mind but it is something that can be life-changing for all sorts of pelvic pain including menstrual cramps so pelvic floor therapy is when you see a specially trained physical therapist who's going to work on the, the bowl of the pelvis. And my, I've just started doing this, um, and my physical therapist called the pelvis a trauma basket. So all of those traumas, all those difficult things that we have in our life, and, and like in my case, I went through all of these physical things, all of these procedures, all of these surgeries, all of that causes the muscles in that area to seize up. And these are not muscles that you can stretch on your own. They're not, you can be taught how to work on them, but they're not muscles where you're going to go to like someone like me, your regular massage therapist and say, hey, I need pelvic floor work. That's out of my scope of practice. This is a specialized physical therapy role and they will work usually externally and internally through the vagina to release these muscles. And this can be life changing for people. It can help with bladder issues. It can help with bowel issues. It can help with dyspareunia, which is pain during sex. And all of these things are linked to the same things that cause severe menstrual cramps. So we're talking about menstrual cramps, but we can't really talk about menstrual cramps without talking about some of these other types of pelvic pain that are so linked to this. So if you're interested in pelvic floor therapy, um, talk to your doctor about it. And it might, even me, I just had surgery and I had to have a little bit of an argument with the, it wasn't my surgeon, it was a different follow-up doctor. And she was kind of like, well, let's wait a while. And I was like, no, I want this now. And I had to kind of put my foot down to get the referral because you do need a referral for that most of the time. And then the last thing I'm gonna mention and um, Bev and Paul are gonna go into a lot more is BioTouch. I, this is an anecdote, you know, I don't have scientific evidence on this. This is anecdotal for me, but I started receiving BioTouch in 2016. I was having a miscarriage when I came to my BioTouch class. I noticed a difference right away, and I firmly believe that it made a, it allowed me to push my surgery back because I I needed this surgery probably years and years and years ago, and and I was able to kind of manage the pain with some of these other tools and BioTouch. And during the pandemic, when I went months and months and months without receiving BioTouch, my cramps got way worse again. And as soon as I started going back for my BioTouch, the cramps started getting a little bit better. So this is not 
to be taken lightly. BioTouch is extremely profound. It's gentle. Anyone can learn how to do it. They're going to teach you the points for that tonight. So I, I highly recommend using learning and using BioTouch for menstrual cramps. So the last thing I want to say um, before we kind of check in for questions is I said I was going to get up on my soapbox, and I am. So you know your body the best. And it's really important to be your own advocate. And believe me, from personal experience, it is hard to be an advocate for yourself when you feel like garbage, when you're in pain all the time, when you're having a hard time functioning because of that pain. But you really have to keep pushing. You have to keep looking for a provider. If your provider's not listening to you, find another provider. Check out some of those alternative things. You know, there is a history in Western medicine of the word hysteria, that that actually in Latin is the same word for uterus, that hyster, like hysterectomy means removing your uterus. Hysteria was like, you're crazy because you're on your period. You know, how many times have you heard a joke about that? Oh, she's on her period, you know, and that is, that is an implicit bias that still exists in medicine. It was not that long ago that we were lobotomizing women who complained about things, like less than 100 years ago. So it's really important to keep trying. Again, change providers if your provider doesn't listen to you. Check out some of these advocacy groups like Nancy's Nook and really educate yourself because unfortunately, unless you stumble on a fantastic provider right away, you may not be getting the help you need. And you know, I knew there was something wrong with me. For years, I was telling them I had rectal pain and they were like, meh, and hey, guess what? It turns out there was a tumor the size of a large grape in my rectum that, that, that was all endometriosis. So that's the other thing. This stuff can mimic, you know, endometriosis can call, cause bowel pain. Prostaglandins can cause diarrhea. Cramps can cause nausea and vomiting. So, you know, it's really important to just, you know your body, you know when something's off. If you're having severe cramps, find help for yourself because you don't have to live that way. I lived that way for a lot longer than I probably should have for a lot of different reasons. And, and that's why I'm so passionate about this. That's why anytime there's a women's health thing, I'm like, can I talk? I want to talk. So um, I think that's all I have to say. If there's any questions, I'm happy to answer or try to answer them. <laughs> I love that. That was perfect, Paula. That was. So much good information. Wow. And uh, many, many people uh, came on. Uh, we had Sally here. Eileen was here. Um, and they all just said, wow, great information. You know, and, and I just sort of want to go just build on your advocate thing, too, you know, yeah. and, and to me, and it's interesting that uh, to me, that's a, a big part of BioTouch. You know, it helps people become aware, let alone just the pain reduction, um, but helping people be an advocate. They come to know their body. Um, and I thought, you know, when you were talking about being an advocate or having an advocate, I was like, God, what a perfect thing to do, because to bring the spouse or the friend or a family member into doing the BioTouch, you know, it, I don't know, it just seemed like a symbiotic relationship to, to everybody becomes an advocate. 
you know, you know what you need. Somebody else is there who's not in the pain to help, you know, the clarity of talking to these doctors because, yeah, it could be a real loop. Well, and I will say, um, and, and you guys know this story, but people who are watching this maybe don't. Um, I, I said I was having a miscarriage when I came for my first um, class to get CEs for massage. And, and I kind of joke, I came and I never left. And I kept coming. And, and at first I thought, well, maybe this can help me finally carry a pregnancy. And then as that awareness came up, then it was finally like, maybe, maybe it's time for me to let this go. And, the, and BioTouch, it's such a gentle way of doing that. It doesn't rush you. It doesn't slap you in the face with it. It's just like this slow build of this awareness over time. And that's the same way. I mean, Paul, how many times did we talk about whether I should have a hysterectomy? For like years, for the last like three years, it was like, I don't want to do this. You know, I should probably do this. I don't want to do this. Back and forth, back and forth. And I just kept coming in. And eventually that awareness came that it was like, it's time. I can't live like this anymore. You know, your body starts to tell you, I can't do this anymore. I need, you know, and that's the great, the other great thing about BioTouch is that BioTouch is not instead of, it's in addition to. You don't go into BioTouch and they say, we're going to do this instead of you having surgery. It's like, we're going to do this up until your surgery. We're going to do this right after your surgery. I mean, it's it's to be used to support you wherever you are in your journey. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I like that. Uh, to, in order to be an advocate for yourself, though, what what do you need? You need awareness. Right. You need to. You know, I, I absolutely agree with you. Nobody knows my body like I do, but. The beautiful thing about BioTouch is in that journey of self-awareness, I can make certain decisions and choices. And I think that's, you know, I really appreciate uh, yeah. that part of it because, um, you know, without that, gosh, we'll just keep going on and on and on, right? <laughs> Yeah. So it's perfect. And Sally would just sort of end your talk with this. Sally goes, yeah, why isn't it uterectomy? <laughs> yeah. That's a Sally thing. That's a Sally. Oh, we like Latin in medicine. We want to make everything as complicated. <laughs> right. Like the fallopian tubes. Why aren't they called the uterine tubes or the hystero tubes? They're named after some dude. Right. Found them and named them after himself. Uh, Who doesn't Latin know women's body. That's medicine. All right, let's not get into the men thing here. Yeah. Okay, Paula, we need to calm down. <laughs> to be continued. To be continued. All right, Paula, that was great. We're going to take the next uh, 20 so odd minutes and teach the points that we've done with you and many, many other women. Uh, and uh, thank you so much. Uh, we love it. Thank you, Paula. If you have any questions for Paula, please go to her website, paulataylorenergy.com. It's on the comment section also. And uh, she'll answer personal questions and do some personal work with you, too. So. Right. Absolutely. Definitely. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, dear. See Thank ya. Thank you, Paula. Bye. Once again. How much can we keep learning here? I'm tell I know. I'm, you know, I mean, I have all those parts she was talking about. <laughs> but I'm like, wow, really? Yeah. Wow. That was very educational. Yeah. I'm really happy about these little workshops. Thank you, Paula. We're going to yeah. jump right into teaching the points. Again, if you want to pull up the manual while we're teaching this, 
justtouch.com forward slash workbook. Uh, we'll also have these to send out to people, but we're going to jump right in and we're going to have Bev uh, lead us through the little work sh workbook that we have and yeah. uh, sh show some points here. Right. So just to, if you, if you have the uh, workbook in front of you, you'll notice that very first page is always a synopsis, an overview of the condition, which by the way, our lovely Paula Taylor writes those for our workbooks. She is the uh, foundation scribe, a board member, not just a not just a recipient, but a certified practitioner and board member. So um, anyway, you can just look that over and it gives you the, like I said, the overall um, really important information about whatever condition we're going to be teaching. So let's uh, let's begin by going to um, that page six. At the top, it says, what is BioTouch? And we do this every month because we're, hopefully there are more and more people finding these workshops who don't really know what BioTouch is. And so we wanna always make sure before we teach um, the specific sets of points for menstrual cramps that you have a, an, an idea about what this lovely technique is. So it's, at the, at the top, it, you know, simply just says it, it's a simple hands-on healing technique. Um, the definition of biotouch is one person touching another person lightly on the skin. So to just at the get-go, this is a technique that requires two people to work together uh, in that healing relationship. Um the, you know, we get asked that question, can I do it on myself all the time? And you can watch our Monday show and see what that answer was. But anyway, so these four bullets, well, let's go over these real quickly. This will give you an overall um, look at BioTouch. So the first bullet is BioTouch is easy to learn. And that is certainly true. It's very easy to learn, uh, simple to use, as we say. Um, and children have learned it, have become certified. Um, so this is this is an amazing, you know, when when do you start um, implementing lovely things into your life as a child? Oh, that's a, that's what a gift for the family. So our our purpose is to get to teach BioTouch and to teach it to the family so that people can start helping themselves on a daily uh, basis. So children learn it and can practice it with their other family members. Uh, the second bullet, it's a complement to any healthcare program. Um, we've always said BioTouch is a complementary technique. Over the years, we have realized it is also a holistic system and integrative. And that means BioTouch only enhances whatever else you may be doing. As Paula says, it's not in instead of it is along with. So if you're on a special diet, if you're doing other um, body work, if you're under a doctor's care, BioTouch can just make that journey just so much better. Um, the third bullet, it has no levels of ability. And this is, I think, the one of the greatest gifts of BioTouch. We say all the time, we're here to teach humanity BioTouch. That means every single one of us has the ability to learn it, 
and to practice it all the time. The minute that you learn BioTouch, you can use it and immediately be effective. That is the truth about BioTouch. It's totally unbelievable, but it is true. The moment that you learn the technique, even if you just practice the, the couple of sets that we're going to teach you tonight, do you know somebody in your life that has menstrual cramps or anything in that area? You can begin to use these specific sets of points with them and you will see they will see results and you will be effective for them. So the very first time, the last bullet, uh, it requires no special preparation. Um, BioTouch, because it's meant for everyone, not everyone uh, knows medical language or um, has, you know, wants to set up a little area where you're cleansing the negative vibes or you're preparing a space or you're even preparing yourself to be able, none of that is required. All that's required is those two fingers that we're gonna show you and the desire to help another human being. So no belief system, we have no philosophy. Uh, BioTouch stands in a neutral place for all of us, honors everything, everything that we are, everything that we're not. Uh, we don't take a stance on anything. Um, this, is, this is a pure, essence of just loving and compassion. And that's what BioTouch is offering all of us. So let's begin by um, looking at a few things that we do to get ready to do a session with someone. Very simple, just a few steps. The first thing you always want to do is wash your hands. And then, like I said, you're going to be taking the first two fingers of your hands these are your tools and you're going to be lightly touching the skin at light like a butterfly, we say. And you're going to be holding the points in that, in those particular sets um, that we're going to introduce to you for six to eight seconds. And that's it. That's, that's all it's going to take to um, give you the ability to help another person. So Let's continue on um, the terms on the next page, the terms, um, the, this is just part of the language. It's, it's, it's geared to show a practitioner associate, um, I'm going to say the associate, how to touch on the skin in, in different ways. Uh, we, don't, we won't go into those. Uh, if you want to learn more, you can take a class. Um, but the first two bullets we do like to introduce to you because that first paragraph really describes um, the first and, and second bullets. This is describing that relationship of healing that we get to enter into when we practice BioTouch. So the associate is the person who performs the procedures. And this term associate um based on what the dictionary describes it, is one often in the company with another, implying an intimacy or equality, and one having an interest in common with another. And this is the this is the really the beautiful thing about BioTouch. Immediately you come into a relationship of equality. That's what a true relationship is. BioTouch allows us 
for just that time that we are present with another human being to truly be equal with that person. We work with them and we both give and receive. And so, of course, the recipient, the other part of that relationship is the one who is receiving the touch. So one is giving, one's receiving. However, as we, as we know, it's not, we, in that situation, we all um, give and receive. So Paul, was there anything you wanted to add to that? Okay, so we're going to begin to teach the first set and what Paul's going to be showing a video of, of um, one, an associate actually doing these sets of points on a recipient as we go through um, so that you can actually see someone doing BioTouch. This greeting, the very first set that we're going to introduce, this is the key that begins the whole process. You always want to begin your session with what is called the greeting set. It sets up a harmony between the associate and the recipient so that, and it opens the body in so that uh, all these other sets of points can be um, introduced to the body. Very simple. Um, and you'll see in the uh, video um, that this is the only set that you're gonna use one hand. It's only two two points, but it is, even if you just do the, the greeting, we know that something has changed in that body. So without further ado. So let me just say, so if you have the workbook or you get the workbook, if you get the training ebook also, uh, you have two pages to each set, basically. The first page has this little drawing and you'll notice here the purple at the bottom of that page is the link to the video. So what you're gonna see next, that link is also there take on the video to the website. And then the second page is the words. So the words you're gonna hear on the video are also written here and you have pictures of where those points are. And again, another link to where that video is on our website. So just so people know that. Yep. So let's show the greeting. Right. The greeting is always performed at the beginning of each session. It's the only set that uses one hand and the only set that indicates which hand to use. The greeting is performed with the dominant hand. If you are right-handed, use your right hand. If you are left-handed, use your left hand. The greeting is made by touching at point one, which is in the fleshy area just below the bottom of the breastbone or sternum. Hold this point for six to eight seconds. Then with the same two fingers, touch point two on the back. To find point two, look for the big bone at the base of the neck. From here, move one to one and a half inches to the left. This is point two. Hold this point for six to eight seconds. More than one associate may work with a recipient provided that all of the associates perform the greeting. If the associate or the recipient leaves the session, or if someone who hasn't done the greeting touches either the recipient or the associate, the greeting must be reestablished. Then the session may proceed from where it was interrupted.
Okay. Okay, so now that we've um, established the greeting, we're going to teach the few sets of points that we feel um, are important um, to begin to address menstrual cramps. You certainly can add more, but uh, these workshops are geared to just get you started. So, you know, as Paula was saying, all of that stuff happens in, in that lower abdomen uh, where the reproductive organs are, the colon, the bladder, all of that. So this uh, set of points is definitely what we would consider, this is a good place to start for sure. Um, and you will see when we go to the video, what that looks like. abdomen set may be used to address any conditions or organs which are located between the navel and the pubic bone. This might include conditions of the reproductive organs, the colon, the bladder, or hernias. When working on the lower abdomen, it is helpful to press firmly into the flesh. But while working firmly, be careful not to cause discomfort to the recipient. The lower abdomen has three steps. Step 1. Locate hold point X, which is on the pubic bone. Do not press firmly on this point. While holding X, touch points 1 through 5 with the other hand. Point 1 is located just below the navel. Point 2 is in the soft tissue to the inside of the pelvic bone, low on the abdomen. Point 3 is the same point on the opposite side of the body. Point four is in the soft tissue just inside the high point of the hip bone. Point five is the same point on the opposite side of the body. Step two. With the palm open and flat, slide the entire hand under the recipient's body and place the first two fingers of this hand in contact with point T on the sacrum triangle. Then with the other hand, touch points 1 through 5 and X. Point 1 is located just below the navel. Point 2 is in the soft tissue to the inside of the pelvic bone, low on the abdomen. Point 3 is the same point on the opposite side of the body. Point four is in the soft tissue, just inside the high point of the hip bone. Point five is the same point on the opposite side of the body. And X, which is on the pubic bone. After completing this step, enhancements in local work may be performed wherever a recipient is experiencing difficulties of any kind. Step 3. In matching fire, touch points 1 and X.
points two and three. and points four and five. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So that was a lower abdomen set. And the next set we are going to teach is called the metabolism set. And this is great um, for anything that you want the body to help to assimilate uh, what it needs and get rid of what it doesn't need. And Paula, some of that, those abnormal growths that take place um, in the uterus and all of that, this is a great um, set of points to do for someone, um, especially having um, menstrual cramps as well. So let's go ahead and watch the video. The metabolism set can be used to help the body assimilate what it needs and eliminate what it doesn't need. The metabolism set has two steps. Step one involves touching points in matching fire along the large muscles on the front of the neck. Points one and one are located above the collarbone in the soft indentations on both sides of the notch at the top of the breastbone. Points two and two are halfway up the neck on the front of the large muscles. Points three and three are at the top of the neck on the front of the large muscles. The second step involves holding a point on the front of the body and touching points next to the spine on the back. Hold point X on the front of the body is on a line directly between where the nipples would be on a youth and is one to two inches to the left of the breastbone. Another way to find X is one third of the way up the breastbone from greeting point one and one to two inches to the left of the breastbone. The points on the back are located next to the spine, forming a rectangle around the breakover point. The breakover point is where the bottom of the rib cage joins the spine and can be found by imagining a line directly through the body from greeting point one. To perform step two, find hold point X on the front of the body and touch points one through four on the back. Point one is approximately one to two inches up from the breakover point on the left spine muscle. Point two is directly across from point one on the right spine muscle. Point three is two to three inches below the breakover point on the right spine muscle. Point four is used to address blood sugar problems and is added to the other metabolism points when needed. It is located across from point three on the left spine muscle. Okay. And that was the metabolism set. The last set that we're going to teach is the headset. And if you'll remember, Paula was talking about those hormonal imbalances and the release of endorphins. Well, this headset can definitely um, help with both of those things. Just, just 
even in that is going to be a great help. So let's go ahead and watch the video on the headset. The headset can be used to address conditions related to the brain. There are four steps in this set. In step one, use through fire to touch points A and A. Point A on the back of the head is in the center of the neck at the base of the skull. Point A on the front of the head is at the center of the forehead where the forehead begins to curve to the crown. Step two is performed in crossfire with the fingers of each hand touching on opposite sides of the head. Hold it at X, which is in the indentation beside the neck muscle at the base of the skull. It is the same as point one of the back set. On the opposite side of the head, touch points one through five. Points one, two, and three are on the ridge line formed where the skull curves up toward the crown. Point one is above the outside corner of the eye on the ridge. Point two is above the front of the ear on the ridge. Point three is above the back of the ear on the ridge. To locate point four, move down the head toward the base of the skull to a horizontal indentation approximately one-third of the way down from the top of the ear and one to one and a half inches behind the back edge of the ear. Point five is opposite hold point X at the base of the skull. Point five now becomes the new hold point as points one through five are touched on the opposite side of the head. In crossfire, touch point one above the outside corner of the eye on the ridge, point two above the front of the ear on the ridge, Point three is above the back of the ear on the ridge. Point four is a horizontal indentation approximately one-third of the way down from the top of the ear and one to one and a half inches behind the back edge of the ear. And point five is opposite hold point X at the base of the skull. Step three is performed in matching fire touching points one and one. two and two, three and three, four and four, five and five. Finally, in step four, place the open palms of both hands on the head covering points one through three. Be careful, don't let your hands touch each other. And there you have it. And there it is. And just there it just is. those uh, four sets will get you going, won't it?
Yeah, and when she talked about hormone balancing, I mean, those three sets hit all your hormones. The pituitary center, the endocrine system, the thyroid, the adrenals, the right. reproductive organs, all those places that need to work together to balance yeah. our hormones. And so beautiful, powerful yeah. three sets together. So Really, really. So for yeah. menstrual cramps or any other cramp, funny that the lower abdomen showed two men touching each other. So it was like it works for for male Everyone. situations situations too. You That's know, if you have right. prostate conditions and all those things. So any of these hormonal things that go on, uh, men, women, uh, just it helps balance the whole system. So and changes yep. cortisol levels. We found out, you know, which is all part of it. Implement it's. You know, BioTouch is magical. <laughs> I know. We kept, keep saying it, and we're going to keep showing up. <laughs> we're going to keep showing up, and we're glad that you showed up with us. If you have any questions about uh, how to use uh, BioTouch for menstrual cramps or any other health condition, please feel free to reach out to us, justtouch.com, and we will happily get hold of you and share uh, personal uh sets of points that you can do right at home easy okay. to do bab that was a good job yep. thank you much thank you paul and thank, thank you, you paula, paula taylor and uh, <laughs> we'll see you all uh, next month what is it it is uh Ooh, january lymphedema and the lymphatic health we have next oh. week yes so that'll be in january the fourth thursday of the month yep. uh, so we'll see you all then thank you all thank you, thank you. Have a good evening.